Welcome to the A Black Hands Podcast, episode 161. Um, for now, we here, uh, just me and my bro, Charles. Man, how you doing? I'm doing well, man. Happy Mother's Day to uh, your lovely family and, 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 the, and the woman that has birthed your babies and to uh, Sharif's spouse and Chris's spouse and, you know, all the moms out there, man. You know, I'm not a big holiday cat, but I want to make sure I start off showing that love. Of course, of course. That love is extremely important. And uh, tonight's show, or when we get there, we're definitely going to lift up uh, the mothers and the and the uh, mother-adjacent uh, folks that are out there, right? Because it's not just the people that gave birth. It's also the aunties and the grandmas and, well, the grandmas. Absolutely. Are but, like, everybody that plays a role in the lives of, uh, of, of raising the youth, right? So that's what's up. But, yo, we're starting the show off in Oakland, man. So some things have transpired in Oakland. And, uh, and we need you to bring us up to speed as to what's going on, bro. Absolutely, so right? So let me bring us up to speed. And just for the record, y'all, Sharif is here. He just popped on at the last minute, and we didn't get a chance to do his check. But we got him. We got him. And Sharif, if you can't figure it out, we'll just have you with the audio, brother. It's all good. We will just still have your voice. So uh, by the time we get through this, I get through this Oakland piece. If you ain't got it yet, we'll just do voice with you. So let me bring people up to speed, uh, Ray. So last week, right, there was – uh, a strike in Oakland on a Friday and folks ended up going to the lake and they were having a strike because of school closures and this, that, and the third. Right. And you called it out, but we didn't have, we didn't have it verified, but the superintendent did send out a letter that did stipulate that that was an illegal strike. Um, and what it led to was one of the most uh, labor friendly um, like board members. Right. Hey, Sarah. Uh, Mama Sarah Carpenter, and happy Mother's Day to you. That's just one of my yeah. favorite people, man. I'm sorry, bro. Absolutely, 100. Hey, I call I call her earlier. So Memphis Lift's supposed to be y'all. Spo- I hope Memphis Lift is in the, in the crowd. Happy Mother's Day. That's Memphis what's up. Lift. That's what's up. I know they're working on some other stuff. Don't don't say that thing if you know that thing. It's supposed to you know stay stay yeah. low low. But uh, yeah, I, I'll tell you about that later. But if nah, you don't I'll know, there. I'll be there. Uh, okay, cool. But <laughs> but so in Oakland, so one of the most labor friendly candidates who who I actually know, we did the same program at Cal State Hayward, now East Bay, and we've had our share of battles, but we've always had like a mutual respect. Uh, she stepped down and it's really huge because she was so prominent in that community. So instead of me saying her words, instead of us kind of stipulating, I want to just go ahead and let us hear directly from her. So right now you're about to hear from the board member in Oakland uh, that has stepped down since everything that happened last right, week. A school board shakeup tonight in the Bay Area at a district already in turmoil, already facing declining enrollment, school closures and teacher strikes. An Oakland Unified board member now says she's stepping down. ABC 7 News senior education reporter Leah Melendez sat down with Shanti Gonzalez to talk about why it's so hard to be a board member in Oakland, Leah. Yeah, that's what I hear. You know, school board member Shanti Gonzalez told me she had two goals when she started this job, to invest in teachers by giving them more training and development, and number two, to organize parents to become more involved in the education of their children. Instead, she says, she found a school board that spends too much time distracted on issues that have little to do with how students in Oakland are doing academically. And we all want to live in a community where people are treated with dignity and respect. After more than seven years as an Oakland Unified School Board member, Shanti Gonzalez is candid about her abrupt departure. Your main concern is that most schools are not meeting students' academic needs. Yeah. What's problematic about that is that 
A, students aren't getting their needs met. Most students are not getting their needs met. Um, B, that that's been hurting our enrollment for 20 years now. Here's the data from Oakland Unified. Over 47% of high schoolers are one or more years below grade level in reading. 44% are behind in math. 53% of elementary school students are not reading at grade level, with nearly 60% of students below grade level in math. Gonzalez insists that the board is forced to spend too much time on other issues that have nothing to do with a student's academic needs. This is not the first board member to complain. Jody London served for 12 years. When the school district gets caught up in crazy protests and teacher strikes, it sends parents away. And if we're really concerned about ensuring that we have a good education system for students in Oakland for a long time to come, we need to really buckle down and figure out how we're going to educate kids. In her departure letter to the community, Gonzalez also talked about the challenges of working with the teachers union. It's not the teachers you have a problem with, but it's with the union. One of the challenges that I see is that our union has consistently resisted any efforts to incentivize um, to, or attract um, teachers in hard-to-fill subjects, you know, chemistry, physics, math, languages, and particularly special education. Why is that? They just don't believe in differentiating um, salaries. They believe that, you know, everybody is a teacher, everybody should be paid the same. So we reached out to the Oakland Education Association and here's what they told us. Director Gonzalez will not be missed. We hope the next director will listen to and keep their commitments to District 6 students and families rather than closing their schools. And you know, what some school board members told me is that we've lost that ability to agree to disagree. Now, they claim that if you disagree, you are often told you are wrong. End of discussion and or label, labeled a racist. And Gonzalez says it's hard to make any progress for students under those specific conditions. In the newsroom, Leanne Melendez, ABC 7 News. So so I'm going to stop it there. So, you know, so just for so, so to just follow up. Right. And both of the women that were featured in this piece, both of the school board directors were very, very pro-labor, very anti-charter, and that's what they came in on. But like I've said before, once you're a board member, you get privy to a lot more data. You get privy to a lot more facts. And I've known the district's financial situation for a long time, and there are just some things that just need to happen. And I, and I will say... Uh, I, I, no part of me believes that Shanti Gonzalez, who I've had enough debates with, who we've had contentious conversations with, but there's always been a modicum of respect there. No part of me thinks that she is racist. She's actually just very pro-labor. So when you when when you have a board that is constantly not putting young people's needs up front or not, I would say being honest in the negotiations and what you share with the public, like. This was not new things. They got the same data, um, but there are some that they're trying to rock with. But that just I just wanted to put a close the loop on a lot of our Oakland coverage from last time. And not that this is just an Oakland thing. There is a lot of the same stuff is happening across the country. And it often happens in schools that tend to have black and brown people. Um, it often happens in schools. Um, that have a lot of poor folks and we don't see this happen in the suburbs in the same way. And a lot of our students will, you know, they love their teacher and they want to support them. I just want to make sure our people are getting exactly what they deserve. So that's just my piece. I'll bring in, you know, Sharif 
and, and we can all kind of have a conversation on it. Sharif, we can't see that beautiful face of yours, but we will be able to hear you, brother. So you are now on with us. Uh, Ray, I'm, I'm going to let you take back over your show, brother. But I, I thought that was important because that fallout is so big, especially um, mm. if you are people that like these are not pro charter people at all. They are not at all. And for them to get this fed up with the union, I think it's really, really monumental. So you guys have at it. It's back to yours, but you got the controls back, B. Hey, Reef, what are your thoughts? Yo, I mean, when the when the folks who run on the union ticket get fed up like that, that's saying a whole lot. You know what I mean? I mean, that that response by by the union was a little, uh, you know, a little spicy. Uh, too, but I think you know. I think this speaks to, and we've we've talked about this in the past. Like just being super transparent about things like the budget, right? Like because I, I do think sometimes in these conversations, they'll people will portray to the to the public like, oh yeah, there's a ton of money, and and there often is a ton of money, but how is it being spent? What what's the cost of pensions? What's the cost of building uh, rehabilitation? What's the cost of alternative? placement what's the cost of lawsuits right like all of that is kind of like hidden behind the scenes and people are just like yeah don't close schools but your school got 63 kids in it and it was built for a half a thousand right or you built a school that's for 250 kids but you've lost 980 right like and so all of that i just don't know if it's uh if it's ever been transparent enough and sorry about my camera my laptop's actually broken so um Brother, no, we, no we know the center will get you a floating laptop for next week, brother. Y'all <laughs> out here, baby. Use that McKenzie money and get right in your life, son. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, so my, my take my take is uh is pretty similar to uh to both of you. Um I feel like when you have uh a a, a, a director that's that's labor adjacent, like pro-labor or whatever, right? And then they leave in a manner in which you know they say explicitly that a lot of things that are happening in this district is not about kids right and uh my goal uh was to make these conversations more uh more kid oriented more student and family oriented right and so i too agree with uh with with the struggles that it is to get stem teachers right and so i i feel like this is a a, a conversation that we don't necessarily have but that we should have, right? And so in those staffing areas that are difficult to place, you got teachers that are difficult to place, like the foreign languages, like the uh, the, the, the science, uh, technology, um, and math positions, I feel like you got to pay them more. You got to incentivize it a little bit more in order to get the teachers that, that you need to get for your kids, right? And that's no knock against other teachers, um, but if you have an area in which uh, things are, are, are harder to do, then you got to make it worth the while of the folks that are specialized in those areas. Plus, it's all about supply and demand. Right. And so uh, if you're looking at supply and demand, K to six teachers or elementary level teachers are very easy to find uh, in comparison to finding teachers that uh, focus in, in, in those specific uh, those specific subjects. And so having the autonomy and the flexibility to be able to get the teachers that you need for your students is extremely important. And we got to have that conversation. Mm -hmm. Now, nah, I mean, I, I fully agree, man. I feel, and, and, and again, and some of the things, some of the issues that drove her over the top and, you know, I want to be very clear about this, right? Some of those issues were 
listen, we need more SPED teachers and we need more like, you know, of the heart of, of the of the core subjects like math, you know, language arts. And so what I, I don't want to speak for Shanti, but I know the district was trying to attract those folks. And yeah. I'll just share a story of what we did in the, in, the, in the union disruptor when I worked in the superintendent's office. There was a school that we put on the red list, right? Red list was like, these got the most black kids, the most brown kids, and the school's been failing forever. One of the schools on there was my elementary school, Lafayette Elementary, the same school Huey P. Newton went. And so we met with those teachers. We met with that community, and they wanted extended day. So they wanted to have either Saturday school options or after school options. And guess what, y'all? We had teachers that were down to do it, and we was going to give them a bonus. We were going to add a bonus for the most experienced teachers to come to the hardest to teach schools. And we also had a pool of teachers that were more than willing to do the after school or uh, the after school work and the Saturday work, whatever families chose. And before we could even get it out there, the union put the kibosh on that. Right. Like and again. This is stuff where we were actually trying to make sure that that school got exactly what they needed. And they chose, you know, to play political games as opposed to giving kids what, 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 what they had. So I understand uh, Miss Gonzalez's um, frustration. I will not sit up and say her and I are the best of friends and we can sip tea and do all that. I, you know, I don't want people to take that the wrong way. Like, but I have always respected her and I believe her when she says what she says, because we did the same poli sci program. Like I was on the road to doing a lot of union organizing. If they would have had a plane ticket for me to go to, like I said, South America around like the coffee bean stuff, I would have, that's probably the career that I would have been in. I actually, the social work people call me back first, bro. And that's how the trajectory of my life like changed, right? So mm -hmm. I understand where she's coming from. And our own Jamoke Hinton, who's actually in the crowd right now, was also one of those board members that was yeah. trying to do what she needed to do to get kids. So this is not an Oakland issue. This is just indicative of a larger political game and chess and, and chess moves that are made at the expense of young people and uh, the expense of black and brown families. And so I just wanted to put it out there. We can put a we can put a pin on it and knock it out, but I wanted to make sure folks got to see some of the fallout from that. They lost somebody who was a strong labor warrior and who also loved kids. And it sucks when those two things can't coexist. Bro, that's a, this yeah, is an bro. important conversation. I'm glad that we were able to lift it. Shout out Jamoke. Happy Mother's Day. Shout out all the mothers in the audience right now. Happy Definitely. Mother's Day. Uh, let us know in the audience uh, uh, how you were treated today. Uh, hopefully you're feeling amazing right now because we <laughs> definitely are blessed to have you in the audience with us, even though Reef doesn't believe in Mother's Day. <laughs> First of all, let me clarify the, the the craziness that you just that just you formed your lips to to uh, to say. I believe every day is Mother's Day. Number one, number two, in our tradition, paradise lies at the feet of the mothers. Right, like that's that's our Mother's Day, like it, which is every day. Paradise lies at the feet of the mother. So when someone believes in that, that heaven is like right there at the feet, at the toe tips of mothers, how could I not believe in Mother's Day? I just believe it in every day. Hey, so I shout agree. out and Happy Mother's Day to all all the mothers, all the all the mothers of not only households or mothers of our communities. You know, just shout out, much love to you all. Um, yeah. And Ray, I put your picture as the big one, brother, because we don't want to see a, a thing with the cross through it. You good. He, actually, we can hear I actually, it. I actually want to see that. And I want to cut video from that because I feel like that's, that's a better a hater. That's a, better, a hater. that's a better reef right there. Not having to see that that mug and that uncombed blowout. 
<laughs> Sharif, I say this with love, brother. I think you are a beautiful, handsome man, brother. I got you, B. Yeah, I appreciate All you. Right, so, so does so, Ray. He just likes the hate. Yeah. Hey, he listen. told me one day, he's like, yo, you one of the most handsomest brothers I know. You know what I mean? I was oh, like, yeah. I Did he also say you was the best dressed too? You was the best dressed of the crew? No, I told no, I told him that. Other I mean, I told him that. That's Reef, I'm gonna send my braid person to your crib, bro. Go ahead, man. Yeah. So 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 um so this was advertised. Our homie Chris had advertised that we were going to talk about this, right? And so although he's not here tonight, shout out Chris. Uh, we definitely have to talk about this, right? But I want to set this up so that we're talking about it in a way that's like nuanced and that gives perspective. And so, um, let me get let me get the whole screen. Um, I got you. I got you. Just go ahead and talk. I got you. Yeah. So, uh, so a national sorority, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated. Um, it was a, a 17 year old girl uh, that was uh, that took her senior pictures, right? So she took her senior pictures and she had on a uh, um, Alpha Kappa Alpha Sorority Incorporated paraphernalia. Right. So she had on their clothing. Right. And taking her senior pictures. Clearly, uh, she didn't know the historical uh, uh, the, the historical pretext of the sorority. And so, uh, you know, she's, uh, I think, going to Texas Southern University next year. So she's going to TSU next year. And one of her goals, uh, I guess, prior to taking that, doing that photo shoot was to become a member of the sorority. Right. And so she takes uh, pictures in 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 this in the sorority uh, para paraphernalia. And then. um uh there's some backlash right so uh she's immediately met with resistance by members of the organization by other uh members of other organizations in the divine nine uh, and she uh she gets reprimanded um that reprimand then turned into what some folks are saying is bullying um and then that turned into um her sending out a, a, a rebuttal tiktok message um that was uh I don't know if, if, if you saw it. I I mean, I, I feel like it was less than desirable for for. But I, I but I understand both perspectives and I feel like we can have a really good nuanced conversation uh, behind what occurred. And so that's the setup. Uh, I know both of you guys uh, saw the, the video footage with regards to it. And so what are your thoughts? I'll let you go first, Reef. Yeah, I mean, I just I mean, she's a child. You know what I mean? It's like just interesting, like what? Um... I, I, I'm just not down for a child being dragged, man. A child being dragged on, on social media uh, because they had clothes on or they put up a finger. I'd rather her put up her pinky finger than her middle finger. You know, I'd, I'd rather her, you know, like, like instead of always like looking to call people out and having this like, you know, sanctimonious approach, how about like do more calling in? She's a child. She, she dressed up in, in a sorority, uh, you know, uh, you know, clothing. I just I, I I still am like just struggling to understand the death of, you know, where, why people become so hostile or why they're so intolerant of, you know, things like that. I just don't understand it, you know, and I, and I, I said I was confused back when, um, you know, when uh, that that one actress acted as if she was in a sorority on a show on TV that actors and actresses are paid to do. So for people to get offended that, oh, you can't, you can be an actor of everything else. You can act as if you were God on TV, but you can't act like you're in a sorority. I'm, I just can't understand that. Yeah. You know, I, and, and, and I, and I, I think we should save Ray for last on this because he is actually Greek. He, here's what I think. And, and again, African. And here's what I think. I think, you know, and I say this as somebody who has 
male and female friends who are Greek, right? That's just not the road that I decided to go down. It wasn't for me. But I mean, people that I've been in love with, right, have been a part of sororities. Friends of mine, friend, just leave it like that, Ray. I got you. I got you, bro. Um, friends of mine, um, my homies, like a bunch of them are frat, a bunch of them are army. And like they take these things very seriously. There's a respect level that comes into it. I think that I think it was fine initially to kind of say, hey, yo, this is like our rules. We don't we, this is not what we do, whatever the case is. But the sister took it down. And that was that should have somewhat been the end of it. But adults, not children. Right. Not other 17 year olds, not even really a lot of college people, but like 30 year olds, 40 year olds, 50 year olds kept reposting it and kept tagging her and her family and kind of accosting them. And at that point, you know, what I'm saying she she was like, well, forget y'all in. And her family jumped in because she's 17 years old. She is a child. And in my mind, the, the, the AKAs I know, the Deltas I know, the Zetas I know, the Omegas I know, like the people that's in leadership would be like, yo, our job is to somewhat. Like, let's 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 educate this person. And let's also say, yo, if you want to do this, let me mentor you and kind of help you get there. Because this young girl is an entrepreneur. This young girl is doing a lot of good things. And I actually think she would have ended up being a credit. But that's not for me to say. But the doubling down and trying to drag a 17 year old. And there are some comments in in in, 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 in Ray. You, you can keep it on me because I don't want y'all to get heat for what I'm about to say. I don't like these comments. Like what the what is the what what is her having a bonnet on? have to do with anything. What What is her, like, I wear a wave cap on this show all the time. I'm still a doctor. I'm still, I still am who I am. And I think there is some points where there's somewhat of a disconnect. I don't think that those people getting on her are representative of the, so the fraternities and sororities that they represent. This is me personally. You know what I'm saying? I think that those people that kept trying to drag her or son her or whatever you was going to do, I think you out of pocket and I think you wrong. And I think the fact that, 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 that we bringing up her being, a, what, what, what's her being in a bonnet on her TikTok got to do with anything? And, and, and that's just me. I think that is where this thing starts to splinter. And then you start to get people that don't care about Greek, that don't care about these traditions, that don't care about a lot of this stuff to be like, well, forget y'all then. Like, you know what I mean? And I think and I don't think that that's the message that anybody in a frat or sorority actually wants pushed forward. I think they want to say, look, we hold our community in high esteem. I don't think that they when you look at it on paper and say we are dragging a 17 year old child. I don't know if that's something that you want to stand on. So I'm saying this in a way where I want to be respectful to my friends that are Greek that I love and that I know. And I know that they wouldn't stand for that type of behavior. Like they, they don't like you misusing their colors. But on but I think that they would be even more annoyed or, or frustrated that you are dragging a 17 year old in the name of something that they care about a lot. And, that, and that's on me. And I'll take that. And whoever in the comments want to have heat with that. I'm with it. Let's go. Let's do it. But Ray, I wanted to say, I mean, it's your show, but I wanted, you know, I wanted us to get out the way first because we not Greek. We didn't cross no lines. We didn't do no sins. We didn't do none of that stuff. So I'll let you out. I'm a, no, I'm just saying, oh, bro. You know I, I was burning sands, bro. Yeah. What you but know listen, I just, I just, I just wanted to, re, I wanted to be respectful with it, bro. But I, I, I do not like <laughs> that thing about the bonnet, bro. Because, because this, this is what makes me recoil from a lot of these black education uh, groups today. This is why when y'all were like, Charles, are you showing up at this? Or are you showing up at that? And I'm like, no. If I don't have something to do there, I'm not going. Because when you start acting like you better than me, when you start acting like it's something, you feel me, like something inherently wrong with me because I grew up different from you and I ain't into that. 
Now we got an issue, you know what I'm saying? Because now I'm like, well, let's check my jacket and your jacket around what I've done in this community and what you've done in this community. And that's not, and I don't think that's the reaction that anybody from any side of this wants to have, but that's the place that it puts us in because now I'm reacting from a different way uh, when I hear that. Because I wear wave caps, I got gold teeth in my mouth. Am I less worthy? Because I Because that's how I'm showing up. And if you feel like that, then I don't know if you really are about all black and brown kids getting the education and the opportunities in life that they deserve. Yeah. So let me, let me jump in here. Um, so uh, I guess my response is going to be a little bit different uh, because like a lot of, a lot of these sororities, if you think about Alpha Cap, Alpha Sorority Incorporated, Delta Sigma Theta, uh, Zeta Phi Beta, uh, Sigma Gamma mm-hmm. Rho Sorority Incorporated, like all, all like the, the precept is finer womanhood in terms of like why, why they were built, uh, Christian organizations. Um, and so when you think about womanhood, um, some people argue that, you know, a, a hair bonnet in the grocery store and, and things of that nature is not necessarily how they would want someone to rep- represent, represent as a woman. Right. And so like, I, I, I don't, I don't have any beliefs either way, but I, I'm just saying how, how, how somebody might feel, but in terms of this situation, right. Um, I feel like as a member of, of, of a Greek letter organization, um, I mean, you got to have a certain level of grace with regards to, um, how you approach these types of situations, right? Imitation is the highest form of flattery. And so, um, you know, it, I mean, some folks should have been flattered with regards to like, you know, how, how the, the affirmation and the excitement that she felt with regards to, you know, the, the organization that she, that she, um, that she wore the letters in. But in the same breath, I can understand how those members of that organization might feel because given the fact that, you know, a lot of people work hard for, for, for their letters, right? Like, it's not just something that was just handed to you, right? And so for folks to feel like they could just do whatever they want, throw up whatever signs they want, not really know the meaning behind it, uh, you know, talk about it in jest, not talk mm-hmm. about it with any level of expertise because it's hard to be an expert in anybody, of anybody's organization if you're not a member of that organization. So it's like you don't know what rituals they they may go through. You don't know what kind of hardships they may have experienced with regards to what it, what it means to be in their organization. And so, you know, and we also gotta gotta consider this. A lot of times, it's more difficult to be a member of an organization than it is to get into an organization. So the work starts after you become a member of that organization, right? And so knowing that there's some things that folks may have had to go through in order to be members of those organizations or whatever. I, I get them feeling a sort of way with somebody on TV, uh, you know, wearing letters or someone that's not a part of the organization wearing those letters or, you know, dudes out like, Oh, well, you know, you remember this organization and then throwing up a sign or whatever. Right. Like, you know, trying to be funny or whatever. Like I don't really, I'm not with it. Right. But I, I can see, you know, how people would want to do that or whatever. And like, my thing is, all right, well, you know, we can have a conversation about it. I can give you some uplift in terms of like why you shouldn't be doing that or whatever. But there was a time in which I saw things very differently. Right. So like, you know, if I'm, if I'm 21, 22, 23, right. You do something like that. You might get smacked in the face would, would, would be my approach, but I've grown a lot and I've learned a lot of things in, in my time, but some people that are around that age group still take it with some seriousness that I took it with when I was that age. Right. And so we have to consider those folks as well. Um, and, and I, I get it. Like, I, I feel like this was important for us to have this conversation 
and for us to continue to have these conversations because you know these organizations could be uh, pinnacle. Uh, they could be very important to uh, the upliftment of of our community. They could be very important to um, us filling positions as teachers because a lot of these people that are in these organizations are teachers, right? And so uh, there's still a, a, a bridge uh, for, for uh, black letter, black, 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 Greek letter organizations and education. Yeah, bro. I, I, and listen, and I, I'll bring it back to all of us, bro. I think again, here's the thing. The young lady immediately took it down immediately. And it was people from that group. And a lot of them wasn't 23, 24, right? A lot of them was fucking 50, right? A lot of them was 40. And it's like, yo, so if is it is it protect black kids in education unless you offend something that I care about? She's young and she wants to be like you. Listen, and so right now, Ray, you're going through a hazing of sorts. I know where you are as far as writing a dissertation. I know what that is. And a part of me, even when we have talked before, I'm like, hey, bro, you gotta, you just gotta go through it. And and because once you go through it, you can appreciate that process. I work with kids all the time that don't understand that process and they might disrespect it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, well, this is why this is why this is happening or whatever. I want to bring them in. I want to embrace them. I want them to feel like it's something that they can be a part of and that we want them. But that don't make somebody feel wanted. That just feels like elitism. And El Michelle, I love I Listen, man, let me you can put the screen on me if you need to, bro, because I love El Michelle. I love, Michelle, love Michelle, but I got a problem. I got a problem with this, yo. Like. She was on her TikTok. She already did what she needed to do. Like now I, I'm starting to, I feel personally offended because I wear the male equivalent of a bonnet on this national show with prestige. Like I get paid a lot of money to go speak around the country. And if I want to show up with a do-rag under my hat to protect my head, I'm going to do it because I've built that lot out for myself. I am not going to get on. This sounds elitist I, and it's cool. We can disagree on it. That's fine. This was her explaining on her TikTok, and this is not like adding to like the goodwill of trying to bring in a new crop of young. And I'm gonna I'm gonna just say this about this young girl. This young girl is an entrepreneur. This young girl does hair. This young girl has like an amazing GPA, and this young girl has already gotten into college, and she wanted to mess with y'all. So what? It, what, what make, but y'all, that doesn't necessarily make her uh, AKA material. I'm not. I don't know if she's. I'm. Well, first off, I, I get what you're saying. Sure. I, it sounds crazy. What, but I'm, what I'm what saying AKA is material, though. It, 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 and that's. And I knew that, that, is, that who, was whoever, whoever they decide. Whoever they decide. It's whoever they decide. But again, whoever they decide to select for their organization. Raymond, okay, so she might be. But is she? I think. I, 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 think she, I think right now, I'm proud of that young girl for what she's accomplished at such a young age. Right? Yeah, like, so you can make her part of your organization. The point, but I'm not. It ain't about the organization. It's about grown ass women. Yeah. It's about grown adults yeah. riding on this. So, so when it, so when is 17, 17, and when is it 25? Like, when, when does it protect these young folks from making a mistake that she was apologetic for? Yeah. And then you got grown ass people threatening your mama. But Charles, she, uh, you know, listen. And so let me let me let me be clear uh, with regards to my stance on that. I don't think that anybody should have been threatened. I think that this was a learning opportunity and that if, if anybody missed on uh, engaging this young lady and uplifting her in order to make this a learning opportunity, then you know they, they missed a the moment, right? What I'm saying is, I just that, don't understand why it's that deep. Like I, what, I just, what I'm, I, I, it's, I it's, can't it's, understand it's, it. It's that deep. They right? went through something. A bunch it's, of people go through it's, stuff. Exactly. It's, a, it's an organization that's with, with over a hundred years of existence. It's they, gonna be they, are they the oldest? A lot they of the oldest. You said what? 
Are they the oldest? They are the oldest sorority. They are. You know what I'm saying, are they the oldest organization that's done something? They are the oldest sorority. Exactly. So, so they're it's a hundred years old. That doesn't mean oh, because I'm a hundred, that's supposed to make you wiser, not more. Yeah, you know I mean, like just like just what whatever that was threatening and trying to intimidate people they threaten, they threaten to, this young girl's mama you know I mean? bro. On, bro if you threaten my daughter listen i don't care but right right and, and I'm gonna let, you know. let me tell you something if that was my daughter and and so i don't care what i don't care if they 500 years old let them come at my daughter because she said something or she she put on a shirt with their logo on it man let, let what you gonna bro. do what you gonna do right. if they do right. that? What you gonna do? If I well, if, you know what? When I put my son on on with a uh, with some purple and gold, and you say something, then, then I guess we'll see what I'll do about it. Y'all you know hey, mean like hey, hey, <laughs> hey, 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 you like you like the games? I don't. But Ray, but Ray, Ray, but Ray, and I, I and like me and you talk about. Games. I also like to play serious. But hold, hold, hold on, hold on, Sharif, hold on, Sharif, because I talked to my brother about this too, right? And I was like, you know, he's he's army, he's airborne, meaning like they like bang bang unit, right? They the people that see real action. And sometimes people like that is R that's ROTC or they want to do that or whatnot. They might jump the gun. They might step over a line. And when he and I asked him, he was like, "No, we take this really seriously because you know people died in this. Like this is this is serious." But he said, "But if but if I see a kid that wants to do that, I'm gonna pull him to the side and I'm gonna be like, hey, man, there's a way that we go about this. Let me tell you about this.' But I'm a, but then he's gonna mentor that person one to make sure they get a good contract, but two that they understand that history with it. I this is not an issue with sororities and fraternities for me. This is adults under the cover of, of fraternities and sororities acting the ass about a 17 year old girl. And if that's and if and if, if if that's the case, these listen, bro. These can't be the same people screaming Black Lives Matter at the end of the day if you going this hard on a little girl that's like doing dope shit in the world. Right. So, and, so we're going. And, and, and again, those, those I'm not. I am not going at the sorority or the fraternity because I think and I no still believe ain't no fraternities that you could go but, at. But the point. But listen, to the point that I'm making. The point that I'm making is leadership in any of those Greek organizations will look at that and be like, "Man, that's a 17 year old girl that's doing some good stuff in life." We're not about to drag a black girl. You know what I'm saying? She took it down. It's yeah. us that keep bringing this stuff up. I, yeah. Like I would, I, 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 that's that's the respect that I give the people that I know in fraternities, including you. That's what I'm saying. That's what's up. So let's model good behavior. Let's model this the way in which the folks that are online should have uh, should should have modeled it, right? Um, and we're gonna move on from this topic. We're not gonna give it any more life. We said what we needed to say, and now we're about to focus on these mamas. All right, well, I so, wasn't finished, but we can move on. Uh, <laughs> oh, he got he got some more to go, brother. He no, got. Go some... ahead. No, no, we... go ahead. I, want, I want you to I want you to air it out. Go ahead. So, I mean, two things: <clears throat> frats, sororities, and all of that. Like some of our biggest heroes and contributors to the community went through. You know what I mean? Like they were. You you bring it up all the time. Doctor Cardi G. Woodson was in a fraternity, right? Like they're. My man Michael Cord is in a fraternity and all of that. And I, I just struggle to understand <clears throat> like that is what their view of what their contributions to the uplifting of the black race is boiled down to whether somebody puts on a shirt or a pinky or something like that. I just I'm just struggling to understand how does, you know, rise you mighty nation accomplish what you will like viewpoint and understanding and grounding, how does it become 
all this other stuff, this drama, right. this this uh, hooping and hollering about like it it do, it does seem radically different than what the heroes that I know who may have just been in, involved in the fraternity or sorority to what I hear all the, the yak yakking um, now on social media and, and elsewhere. And I'm going to tell you, and, and here's the difference. When I was 16, when I was 16, 17, 18, I used to step around the parties and we used to have our chance. We'd be right behind all the other frats. And you know what they did? They called the grad chapters, called a meeting Sunday with me and my friends and, and just had a conversation. They had a conversation. They're like, they called, they, they, they scheduled a meeting. They're like, hey, can we talk? And on a Sunday morning, we had a conversation. Did you stop? Like, did, you, did, you, did, you, did you and your, uh, your, your associates stop stepping in the party? We're not talking about that right now. What I'm, asking, about, <laughs> I'm asking you a question. Did y'all stop stepping in the parties? Because that, that, that still has not stopped you from defaming organizations, right? Well, let me like, tell you something. Some other boys from West Virginia and other places would come up and they tried to do it a different way. And that ain't work either. Yeah, bro. I, I mean, hey, I, Reef, Reef, I wish you would. I wish you would have brought that energy to the University of Albany in 1992, 1993, or whenever you was there. A lot of beat you up. Bruh, I wish I would have. Hey, with your black belt, with your purple belt. I wish I would have. Hey, hey, can I say I this? Can I say I this? And, and again, I, I love. Can I say this? I love me some. I love me some El Michelle, man. Hold on, Ray. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because y'all about to banter. Let me get this point in for y'all banter. I love me some Elle Michelle, right? I love her. Love her to death. I, 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 if anybody disrespected her, I would like put hands on you. I want to put that out there. I love I love this woman. I am not rocking with none of this comment, though. And, and we can talk offline, but let me tell you why. The young girl was on her TikTok. The young girl took it off. The young, y'all, the, the sororities kept bringing it back and kept disrespecting her, talking about what they would do to her, what the, how they would beat her ass, how they would do all kind of stuff. And you keep talking about a bonnet on her social media. What does that is elitist as hell? I, I, I'm just it is elitist. And here's the thing. But this is why this is why I don't want to fool with none of these black education organizations out there today. Because if listen, man, like we can start checking jackets all day around who done did what for black people, who done did whatever the case is. And I respect those 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 Greek orgs. So I'm taking them out of it. We talking about a little girl. So now if this is the energy that we got on this around some colors, around some sorority stuff, then when something else happens and it's a child, don't come to me talking about what well, that's a child. When when does this young black girl get to be a child and when are we going to treat her like an adult? And my thing is she she was the mature one. Until y'all start threatening her, and then her family stepped in and was like, "Whose daughter are you? Whose daughter are you gonna do what to?" And yes, I don't care if she got a bonnet on. I don't care if she's throwing the West Side in the video, right? Like you threat, they threaten the little girl, bro. That's a problem. I get it, and and I would really like to move on because we let's move on. Let's do it. Let's do it. But I'm a ride for that little girl. I will ride for that little girl. Anybody in here that want that smoke with her, take it up with me. I'm ready for it. Whoever. All right, cool. But so, I do, so I do think but, but, it, it, maybe maybe it's time for another an additional frat and sororities. You know what I mean? Like just additional one that's inclusive. Hey, Sharif, you want to start one and call it Afrocentric? Let's do it, bro. Look, the first the first <laughs> one that we were, line, bro. Let me tell you something. When I was in high school, <coughs> the upperclassmen started Brook Five Brook. <coughs> Nobody came and bothered us. 
That's, that's <laughs> hey, you know why you coughing right now? Because because you talking you talking shite. <laughs> <laughs> but these but these are the things. Listen, these yeah. are this is the reason you come to eight black hands. You come to eight black hands because these are topics that affect our community as a whole, and we don't have to agree on every single thing. You got four men that have four different ways and four different affiliations and things like that, whether it's politics or in this kind of conversation, like we that, black intelligent people should be able to have these conversations like we having tonight. So Ray, I appreciate you bringing up the conversation and letting us have it. And hopefully no sororities and fraternities feel, I actually hold you all in a different level of esteem. I respect it. You know what I'm saying? Mine is with adults getting at a, at a damn child. Yeah, we're, we're good. And Look, I, I want to sound like a white person right now. I got a lot of friends who are in fraternities and sororities. Some of my best friends are in fraternities and sororities. Right? You, I talked to you the other day and you said that you, you you know one person from your friend group that pledged undergrads. What you talking about? Yeah, hey. Sean McCaskill. Sean McCaskill is, um, I think, yeah, he's the only one in like, like our super tight knit group. Yeah. But other than that, you ain't got no friends. We don't know nobody like you. <laughs> I'm not here to be liked, bro. I'm here to be respected. You know hey, you, we, 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 all, we all know that out of four of us, Sharif's going to be the one in, in history book. We all know what it is. You feel me? Hey, listen, go ahead and hey, move hey, us on, brother. The faster we acknowledge that, the easier it's going to be for us to for us to read about him in the history book. Shout out, Reed. Stop, all right. Stop. So uh, next thing we're talking about is... Uh, oh, my so, bad. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, so women make up 80% of teachers. Uh, could they be considered co-parents? No. Reed, <laughs> yeah, Reef, what are your thoughts? I don't know. That's just the language sounds weird, man. Yeah. Uh, the language sounds weird. I mean, I, I do believe that. This is my Ray face. You know, Ray, you know how Ray be making faces. He thinks he don't, but he makes faces every time he don't like something. This mm -hmm. co-parents. It's Negro <laughs> crazy. I mean, this but, is not coffee, by the way. Continue. <laughs> I, we, yeah, we knew it was it. The, uh, I mean, what is it? What's that uh, Latin term that's in a lot of the books, like locus parentis or something like that, like that parent in the place of, like that adult in authority? Yeah. Um, you know, that's that's what in an educational system, like that is how it's looked at. You're responsible for that child to and from school, right? All even though we don't too often, kids don't experience school as if adults are responsible for their success. But that is exactly what it was. Um, you know what it was uh, supposed to you know to be about yeah but uh i don't know that that term sounds weird you know i, I prefer partner i prefer you know servant leadership you know what i mean but but hey, the, as far uh, as like the understanding uh, and the idea Sharif, yeah what about teacher <laughs> how about teacher just just be teacher it's okay it's completely fine yeah, but you know, but even that term, like your idea of teacher and some other people's idea of teacher, and what does teaching mean? Like to me, teaching means being accountable for results, right? Like that's what that means to me. Teaching means building community and building a, a, a culture of learning. That ain't what all kids are experiencing. There, there it is, Bill. Thank you. Yeah. So, but so let me let me. All right. So here's here's my my, my take on this, right? Mm -hmm. So. If things were perfect, right, in a perfect world, and you had the type of teachers that I had in the in the in, in the black community, folks that were adjacent to uh, the black community that really cared about their kids, that you saw them on Sundays uh, at Sunday school, and that were really involved with like community-based organizations and and doing things in the lived in the black community, like lived in your community, right? And so like it gave you that feel like they were 
weren't your parents, but like they were like adjacent. They were a part of the village. They were a part of your community in terms of your upbringing, right? Um, that's a different feel from folks that don't live in the community, for folks that aren't adjacent to the community, for folks that just really don't care and like look at teaching as a job and not a career, right? And so I think that you know when you when you look at when you look at the data, you know there's a lot of folks that there's a lot of teachers in the classroom that spend more time with their kid with, with that kid their parent right i got you i hear and you bro so, and so i'm gonna cut, cut you off i'm sorry yeah. and so in in thinking that right um what if you had teachers that really cared right but, and, well, it was beyond, and it was beyond just me coming to get a paycheck well ray i would well, say this bro be living in the same community either like but what community are you being are you building like we still call the teachers from my elementary school mamas and babas and I'm most why is that the reef reef? Why that's what I'm about to say. And I most certainly looked at them as part of our parents, part of our village, part of the adults that were taking responsibility for our success. We yeah. still call, I mean, I'm I'm 50 years old and I still call her Mama Fasaha, Mama Kamara, Mama Linda, Mama Renee, Mama yeah. Wayma, Baba Changa, Baba. They're all mamas and babas as far that that is that is uh is sick essential to my existence yeah. right and that's i you know that's not the experience that a lot of students um you know have let me get in like, there too bro I, I so I, I was a social worker like three other people on here right like i have taken children out of homes i have been with babies that were kicking heroin and cocaine like i have done those things but guess what i was not i was not their parent OK, like i was a social worker that was my job the same way these people are teachers and for the record I get what Sharif is saying, but Sharif went to a very different school. He went to a very. That's my point. What if every school was like that? If every, but I mean, cool, that's fine. But I got a mama and a daddy already. I mean, that's cool if you got that experience. But again, I'm not like I think it's somewhat disrespectful, and I get that you weren't trying to be disrespectful. I'm not saying you were disrespectful, Ray. But I think that if a teacher ever came to me or any family I represented and was like. I am the co-parent of this child. You might get slept. I'm just listen, like this, like, like, yo, man, we choose these professions as adults, man. We have to stop this. Like, adults have to take the wheel back, yo. There's a role teachers have, the same way there's a role social workers have, the same way firefighters are running to a building that's burning to save your child and come out. They're not saying call me they daddy or call me they mama right like you just you just doing your job well as a teacher man we gotta stop finding ways the fire call me daddy you, you know what the thing is though you know what the thing is and i'll say this you know because because this is what what sharif works in around getting more black parents and stuff like that man we gotta stop placating parent. I mean, teachers, because we scared to pay them or hold them accountable or treat them like the professionals they are, and giving them titles that's 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 not appropriate. That's just not appropriate. You know when it's appropriate when you when you actually adopt a kid and guess what? You become their parent. Boom! I call you a co-parent all day. You a parent to your kids. You 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 teach, man. You 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 social work. You're the firefighter. You're the cop. I get it, I get it. but you. But in the, in, the, in the same breath, though, Charles, right, like we, we look at like we look at how kids learn. Right. And we look at the fact that you have to build relationships with kids in order for them to, to, to learn. And so part of building relationships with, with kids is going beyond just just showing up as their teacher. Right. Like showing up as, as their teacher. You know, you can do that from eight to three. And I got you right. 
but in order for a kid to learn and want to to, to learn from you, be around you or whatever, they got to know that you care about them first, right? Yeah, but you ain't got to be my daddy. You ain't got to be so, my mama. <laughs> so, so, but but you can but you can be a part of my village. So I'm not I'm not saying that yeah. I'm not saying I'm not Ooh. I'm not proverbially I'm not saying that you have to call someone mama, you have to call somebody daddy or whatever. But there's a lot of people in my community that I respect that 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 have uh parental type that have that i i give parental type reverence to because absolutely because of the because of the fact that they they went hard for me they went hard for students that look like me or whatever right and so i'm not i'm not saying that i'm that wasn't the point the point was not hey you need to call somebody mama you need (laughs) you see listen and ray to be fair the question had co-parent in the thing and and here let let me let me give you an example though ray I love like we are we brothers. We fight. We do whatever. We we good. But yeah. let, but but I don't play about y'all's kids. So let's say yeah. Ray was like, "Hey Charles, I'm sending my kid to you for the summer." I'd be like, "Cool, I got a room for him. I'm gonna put his ass to work, and I'm yeah. gonna love him like my own." Yeah. But you don't want that little Negro calling me daddy. He got a daddy. He has a daddy. Yeah. I get so, it. so 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 if he came back home and was like, "But Charles loved me for two months, and he showed me love, and he was in his house." So yeah. I called him dad. You're gonna be like, but, 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 there's some, so so just but, but I'm but I'm just saying, Ray, oh, as a father, I, as a father who was present, Ray, yeah, you can't tell me you wouldn't have an issue. What about what about the what? So so great. I'm glad you made that point. Great point. Right? Yes. But what about the parents that are absent? Absolutely, mine was absent for a lot of shit. Yeah. So what about the parents that are that, that are not there? What about oh, the parents that are locked up? Mr. Brown, about- I told you, I, Mr. Brown changed my life, Ray. Mr. Brown told me that I can be smart. Mr. Brown said just because my parents was on dope don't mean I got to be on dope. I don't have to go to jail. I can go to college. Mr. Brown loved me and he loves me today. Me and Mr. Brown like this. I love that, man. I'm going to be at his funeral. I'm going to be at whatever he needs me to be at. But guess what I'm never going to do? I ain't never calling him daddy, bro. He ain't yeah. he is not a co-parent. He is a yeah. teacher who did his job. and He did extraordinarily well. But I will not, even if my, my parents was on dope, bro. Like, yeah. like when I was in elementary school, in the beginning of middle school, crack pipes was in their mouths, B. But guess who I'm not? I'm not calling these people daddy, bro. And I think... It's not think, a hill that I'm dying on. Not a hill I'm dying on. But, but I think, here's what I think. I, but, I, but I think it, you asked the question in an inflammatory way. But I think, here's the thing. I think parents, you can be a part of that village. You, I mean, students, I mean, educators can be a part of that village or whatever the case is, man. You have my kid for one school year out of like his 17, 16 years of life thus far. Some people loop. I, I know people that have looped for like. You can loop, bro. If you if you ain't adopting me and paying these medical bills and letting me live in your house and eating up your food and doing all that, bro. Like if you don't have parental rights, you're not a parent, bro. And I and maybe maybe I'm a little more sensitive to this again. Yeah. You know how like how you agree. Like I was a social worker. I was somebody who had a bunch of young people. We was trying to find them placements and stuff. And I just even in that field, I feel like that's disrespectful. And and, and Sharif was a social worker too. So that's probably like that was our job though. Our job was to do that. Yeah, I don't I, mean, I don't I don't know I was that. on the on the other side of the social work. I was doing like more of the SCO uh SCO side. So I didn't have to you know, gotcha. do my painful uh stuff. I was there when you know um just from a different angle. And I would just say, you know, like, I think our perspectives and experiences are different. You know, I actually do raise my kids to say, you know what, like, that's mama so-and-so, that's baba so-and-so, and and they they have that, um, that's their rank. That's their rank in this village. That is your mother. 
not blood related, but they are your mother because that's the rank that they hold in this community. That's right. the rank that they hold in in uh in my framework. You know, for me, it's not like oh, Mama Kamara. In order to be one of the mamas, you got to pay the pay the bills at the house. Like no, that, this is just a very different orientation um, that I come from, and I and I get we all have different orientations, different different experiences, and. No, everybody ain't just because, you know, they they are uh, leading a classroom doesn't mean that their mindset is aligned where they get the rank that that uh, my parents bestowed on certain um, folks who are not blood relations. But they made it clear that that is your mother and father. You know, Baba Changa, that's my that's my father. Yeah, he's 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 of my he's of that rank mm -hmm. um, in our in our experience, in our village. Um, because he has that type of, uh, you know, that type of mindset. And again, I knew, I recognize wholly that is that is not the experience and the conditions that uh, many children and communities are experiencing uh, schools and and um, and oppressive uh, leadership. Uh, yeah. But no, absolutely, the the ones who have that rank in, in my community, I absolutely tell them, you know, I'm raising my kids is so uh, like that. That is your mother. That is your father. Uh, hey, listen. So uh, I appreciate that, uh, sir. Uh, uh, Reef, uh, I feel like we are we're able to move on from this conversation because both of you guys, you know, made your points. And so I want to. <laughs> we just keep cutting us off. The way the funniest joy was. Wait, 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 can I just repeat this one funny thing that Cole said? It was hilarious. I'm still laughing. He said, "Just because I run and put out the fire, that'll be you be going calling me daddy." <laughs> it's like can I name some things, right? Uh, so, right. so when, I want to name funny first, and then you I want to. I want to highlight. I want to highlight uh, Renee funny. Smith. Uh, Renee name? Smith, I see you uh, in the audience, caping for Charles because he's your guy. I right. get it. You, you know, you get that hate out your heart, Raymond. You know hey, what I'm saying? It's a, it. listen, it's a lot of people I'm second best in that that love you more, bro. Hey, listen, 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 listen. Renee, I love you. I'll be in Memphis whenever you need me, baby. I got you. I love me some Renee. Just want to make my point here, right? Look at, did, nah, nah, Renee, you hating, but go ahead. You did receive a text message to me wishing you a happy Mother's Day, and I still wish you a happy Mother's Day. You're amazing, even though I'm second fiddle. It's all good. Secondly, I want to uh, I, I want to uh, uh, bring in into community uh, uh, Miss Corey Shows, man. She hey, listen, she co-produced this show, not the AKA stuff, but the parent. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, because she got AKA in her Twitter. I was like, oh, that's what's hey, up, Shows. No, 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 no. The, the, the parent I piece. Teacher right? will, I wish the teacher would roll up on me and say, I'm your kid's co-parent. I hey. you in your throat. Hey, so so, uh, <laughs> so the, 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 the last segment of the show I'm before we daddy. go. I'm your... Oh, my God. <laughs> the last segment of the show before we go into uh, our, our, our final thoughts is, uh, you know, we, we have some parents um, – not in my school. Shout out Riverhead Charter School. They on the check in, um, but we have some schools that 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 uh, create this divide between uh, home and school, right? And so we have black parents and brown parents that come to schools and they're not welcome in those schools, right? And so happy Mother's Day to everybody. But like, how do we make these schools more welcoming to uh, black and brown communities? Right. And so I, I think that's that's the final question. So we'll we'll leave with some takeaways in terms of um, in terms of, uh, you know, what kind of guidance we can give the parents uh, that are facing these issues, because these are these issues are definitely relevant. So, Reef, what are your thoughts? I mean, this is this is a, a challenging one to just mm -hmm. give uh, 
you know, because I, I think part of what schools uh, do, you can give them a checklist that's a thousand things wrong and they can do all those checklisty things. Um, but if your mindset is not around, you know, uh, servant leadership, if it's not around uh, mutual respect, if it's not around um, the full human humanity of the of those parents and, and the children that they send to us, sometimes sending them to us under duress, like they have to, right? Like they're zip coded to that school and they're harassed and fined and, and maybe even worse if, if they don't send their kids there, right? But if you have, you know, the amount of educators that you can tell have a certain level of contempt for not only the children, but for the communities that love them and sent them there, it's hard for me to just come up with a checklist of what they should do. First thing they got, you know, they have to like have a educational lobotomy about black and brown, indigenous, marginalized, uh, you know, children, you know? So I, I think that's, uh, you know, for me is, is absolutely critical. Number one thing is what's your mindset and fixing that. If you fix that, if you address your mindset, everything else will start falling into place. I, I just find that that is the, the most important thing, um, you know, how people in that community are viewed. And yeah, if, you, if you don't have that in you, then it's, uh, you know, you're, you're really in the wrong profession, but you know, yeah, bro. We talked about it at the first of the show. Like you may, they may be locked in because the union said, "Like, yeah, you ain't got to care, but you know, we got your back." Yeah, and you know, I mean, to answer your question, somebody asked us to restate the question: Is how do we represent for mamas that are forcibly removed from schools? It's taking a lot to actually forcibly remove you from a school. I just so now we in a so Ray and Reef. Here, here's my question to y'all: You want me to answer this question honestly, as somebody who's been in administration? on school campuses or as somebody who you know what i'm saying wants to make our audience feel good here's no, what i want you to answer this question honestly and, and here's what y'all know i care about you know i care about parents being agentic you know i care about parents fighting for their kids and holding schools accountable and things like that but if we got to forcibly remove you from a school something is happening i'll just share and jamoke can 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 shoot for this one because she gets these stories too if you come up to a school as a parent and you threatening other people's kids, you threatening to hurt somebody, you trying to go at the teacher or go at the principal, then yeah, man, I, I got like we got to make sure that that's not an environment that's happening. I have been, I have worked in the superintendent's office. We have had parents before come up with their daughters and they and their sisters and all that stuff trying to beat up a kid. Yeah, you gotta go. You gotta go. Like, and I mean, and here's the thing, right? So this question is, is is a twofer, right? If it's just somebody trying to get some information on a kid and trying to be involved and trying to advocate and stuff like that, and you getting stonewalled, that's one thing. If you come up there threatening physical harm or whatever the case is, and we got to call the police or we got to have you removed or you putting hands on somebody, then that's a different situation. And people think that that doesn't happen very often. It happens a lot more than people think. Um, and again, I got a school board member that's in the comments and we can just talk about her district by itself. We ain't got to talk about the whole city. So, you know, again, it takes a lot to like reprimand a parent to that point. Uh, but I would have to look at that. My answer, Ray, is that has to happen on a case by case basis because we need to understand exactly what happened. Yeah, I appreciate that. Yeah, and, and the question was, you know, the way that Ray phrased it to me was a little bit different. But I would also just say that like, yeah, we've been in situation. Let me tell you, my first day as a principal, first day, um, and mind you, I went to a school that was just really, really struggling. I mean, they were in the in the uh, in the news, unfortunately, like they were just, you know, fights. It was only a middle school. 
Uh, one one times that they made the paper a parent whose kid was suspended for fighting brought their kid back up for a dismissal to fight some more. Um, you know, so that was going on. And my first day on the job at dismissal, I remember seeing this parent like marching up and I could just see her energy and what she was saying what she was going to do because some kid had did something to her kid. And I remember like, you know, kind of intercepting her and, and having a conversation with her, um, you know, about it. it didn't end up being banned, you know, thankfully, you know, was able to like, you know, talk her off the, you know, off the ledge and it kind of de-escalated. Um, but yeah, that was like, you just imagine your first day. I was like, and I told her, I was like, mom, this is my first day here as principal. Please don't make this uh, make <laughs> like that. Please, mom. Like, and I think she felt bad. She's like, all right, you know what I mean? That just kind of helped de-escalate. Because I was like, sis, like, I, I need your help. I need your support. We, you know, and, and part of it, I think, is also what she what she later conveyed to me was she had no trust that her child was going to be protected. So she felt like she had to run up and 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 be that, you know, mama bear and protect, right? And so um, but fortunately, we were able to like really, you know, build community and 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 come about things differently. But yeah, I mean, just at the end of the day, the kids have to be safe at all times, right? And so that's uh, you know, we can't, we can't have adults threatening, right? Um, yeah, right, yeah. right, right. So and, and and Ray, like I said, you are a principal. You know what I'm saying? I think that, and I and I saw El Michelle's questions, right? Like it, you know, if it gets to that point or whatnot, do parents go up there the first time again? As all of us have administ, everybody on this one has administrative like experience. Like I'm sure all three of us collectively have stories where it, you know, what I'm saying where it's like, fam, I feel you, I hear you, but you can't bring your family up here to jump a 15 year old girl, fam. It's not. You got to get up out of here. It's not. It's not happening. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like too if many gets, to count. Too many of those type and, of and, and same here. Same here. I don't know about Ray because I know Ray. I know a lot of your. I, I don't. I, I think most of your kids are younger. You know what I'm saying? But the point is, is like if it gets to that point, and we got Principal Cafela uh, here as well. You know what I'm saying? Like, like I think a lot of the traditional pedestrian public to working in education, there's a lot of things that don't make its way to you because. We respect privacy, right? There's rules that we got to abide by. You probably don't know half of the stuff. We, uh, uh, When a, a parent, a teacher is getting a, a, a threatening text message or email or a phone call talking about they're going to dog walk you or showing up with people. Like these things have happened. And it's, it's not a far-fetched example that I'm giving is what I'm saying. And again, Jamoke, you in the comments, if I'm lying, I'm flying. Go ahead and drop it in there. Talk about the stories that you've heard. But I just wanted to, I think the question I'm going to honor the spirit of the question, though, right? Parents do have a right and an expectation to be on top of what of their kids getting what they need. Parents should be involved. Parents should demand quality. Parents should be able to say, yo, what's, what are y'all trying to do this quarter? What's the goal? All those things should definitely happen. And there are situations that can upset you. But it's just like when you talk on the phone to, a, to somebody trying to sell you something or you get some customer service. The moment you curse... They hanging up. That's what they waiting on. They waiting for you to say a curse word on the phone so they can rightfully hang up because it's being recorded. Right. So what I'm saying is there's a way to go about things. But in order to appreciate the spirit of the question, Ray, which I, I want to give our our audience the benefit of the doubt on, you absolutely should be able to 
you know, check these schools. And I, I would tell you to, we did a whole document for Mama Toya uh, just around ways to handle that stuff and how to escalate it, right? We taught people about what an ombuds person is. Most people in the community don't know what an ombuds person is. That person's job is to take your, you know, the, the issues that you got with the school and to do something. And I'm going to be real. Sometimes things don't happen when there's black and brown kids involved. Right. And maybe you got to move your kid or maybe you got to take drastic measures. But I got to take that question on a case by case basis or I wouldn't be a responsible administrator. And none of the three of us wouldn't if we just answered that in a blanket way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. So. uh Okay. Reef, closing thoughts. <laughs> I, was about, I was about to say something, but I. Did you I want to honor some mamas, brother? I do. So, um, if you're a mama in the crowd, again, uh, we, we want to give some time to you. Uh, what made your day today? Um, and, 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 and how can we continue to support mothers that are in this audience? Please, uh, leave us in the comments. You could, um, put a uh, hashtag 8BH chat. So that we could find um, these solutions or whatever uh, for, for you to do so. Right. And so, again, we appreciate you guys coming to take this hour and some change in order to come kick with us on a Sunday night when you've been celebrated by uh, the folks in your house. And hopefully uh, this extension made you feel uh, warm and welcome and it made you makes you feel appreciated by the eight black hands in terms of um, us acknowledging uh, the love that we have for you. So thank you guys for coming out and kicking it with us. Uh, Reef, queuing you up, baby. Closing thoughts. Yeah, I mean, first of all, you know, happy Mother's Day um, today and every day, um, Monday and every day. Uh, shout out, look, at, you know, shout out to the folks who are in, in different places where they have like kind of a bailing mothers out, you know, which, you know, we know that a lot of uh, mothers are, are, placed in, you know, in this criminal justice system. Um, and they are there simply because they can't afford bail, not that they've been actually convicted or found guilty or any of that kind of stuff. Some of it just for ridiculousness. And so shout out to the folks who are actually organized, collect money, you know, you, you organize people, resources and ideas. And there are folks out there who have like these bail funds, um, you know, on different days that they try to, you know, gather enough money. And Mother's Day is one of the times that uh, that folks do that around the country. So just want to shout out, uh, you know, uh, those people. And um, yeah, and you know, mothers are are just incredibly uh, incredibly important in in our communities and villages, man. Both mothers and as well as mother figures, right? Again, it's like you can be a mother of a house, you can also be a mother of a community, and and really uh, not only protecting but you know setting the way and and just just loving um and so just uh really really grateful for all the mamas and mother figures and so forth that was have been in my life my children's life um and were just game changers mm -hmm. uh, absolute uh you know game changers yeah gotcha. hey reap you should show up like this every week <laughs> I, I, I may i may i might just i gotta figure out which uh icon i want to put there and uh and then do that. I might just I go. I, I may. may. There you I go. go. I may. <laughs> yeah, I only went to traditional schools, bro. I, I know that. I, I didn't learn that till I was a, a well into adulthood. I, but as I start mine, man, I do want to just give a shout out to. 
the mothers of A Black Hands, uh, Sharif, uh, both to Miss Fatima and to your mother, who was just incredibly sweet and, and, and an official A Black Hands member. Ray, to your mom, who I know has been on the, you know, in the show comments before, and you know, to the to to, to the lovely lady that has bore your children, um, and to uh, Chris's wife, uh, Miss Christy, and to his mom. Um, and 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 I would just say. Um, you know, some of the mothers that I appreciate in this work, uh, you know, I mean, Sarah Carpenter is, you know, I lost my grandmother very, very early. And that was like my mother for all intents and purposes. Like me and my mom are cool. We're fine. But the relationship is very, very different. Uh, and, and Sarah reminds me so much of both of my grandmothers uh, together. And I just love that lady. Uh, Keisha Young in Oakland and just the work that she does. And, and, and you know, I think she's just incredible. Uh, Jamoke Hinton, uh, who is like a big sister to me, a friend. Uh, and just for the people out there, you might hear me and Jamoke fuss at each other because that's what we do. But don't don't think because she do it. Y'all can do it. Like, it's just we have a very different special relationship. But I love that woman beyond uh, measure. Uh, those are just some of my the mothers that I just kind of highlight who have played a major role in my life and that have been there. Uh, I think as far as my final thought is concerned, I think a lot of this stuff is comes down to how do we protect our community and make sure our kids are getting what they need because they're not. And I think that, you know, for our, from our first topic to the ending topic, when do we protect these young people and when don't we? And, and, and I think that's something that we all can kind of reflect on. I know there's a case by case, there's a case by case basis thing here. Um, but I'm very honored to do this. I'm very honored to be here with you all on this Sunday. And I know you all need to get off here soon. Uh, I always enjoy a cigar on, 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 on holidays. And somebody asked, this is from a CAO collection that I really do appreciate and enjoy and, and love. But, um, to the mothers out there, we see you, we know it's hard. Um, I will not try to act like I can even understand half of what you feel half of your heart walking outside of your body, something that you bore. Uh, and I can't even begin to fathom or understand what the threats to Roe v. Wade may mean to you or people that you care about or your own daughters or you or whatnot. I, 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 don't, I don't pretend to do that. But I will say, and this is the promise I'll give you as A Black Hands, we all believe in the, in, in the, in the future of our black and, and brown kids, especially our black kids, all of them, but it's a black in the, in the name. I think I can say that. I think people would be okay with it. You know what I mean? We we know. I hope that you all understand that something special is happening with this show because until this pandemic, until we start this podcast of four men actually having the conversations that happen behind closed doors and being honest and not just giving you cookie cutter answers, man, I hope that you feel like you are part of something bigger. And I promise you, we're going to keep growing and making this better for you all. So uh, good topics tonight, Ray. And uh, why don't you take us home, brother? Yeah. And so, um, you know, it, it's, somebody asked me, somebody was like, man, you guys spend a lot of time on your shows or whatever. You're dedicating every Sunday night to coming in and building a community with folks. You're not getting paid for it or whatever. It's a lot of time that you're exhibiting. Like, why do you do it? And so um, one of the things for me in terms of like why I do this work on Sunday nights is because I do it to build capacity. Right. I know that everybody is not getting a fair shake in terms of uh, being in their school community. And so if I can be a beacon of hope in order to provide resources for folks to go in and navigate these systems that, uh, as Charles always says, don't love them or whatever. Uh, I feel like that's going to be my ticket to heaven. And so that's part of the reason why I do this work. 
Um, but my closing thoughts are this, right? Uh, I want to highlight some mamas that, that that definitely bring me joy when I speak to them, right? I got a call earlier this week from Sarah Carpenter, mama, mama Sarah. And, uh, you know, every time I hear from her, it just, it lifts my spirits because I know how genuine she is to this work and I know how important she is to this work, right? So mama Sarah, keep doing your thing. Uh, also, mama Toya, right? Like I hit her up today in church and I know that, you know, Anytime I, uh, I I hit up Mama Toya needing her to do something or whatever, I know that it's gonna get done. Uh, Mama Elaine and and, and everybody uh, in in the uh, Eight Black Hands Patreon group, uh, all the mamas, shout out to y'all. If you're not a member of the Patreon group, shame on you because they're doing amazing work. The Literary Society are doing amazing, right? And so, um, last but not least, I want to shout out the Riverhead Charter School School community. Um, you know, you guys are doing an amazing job in terms of how you participate and come out for your kids. Uh, keep that momentum and that and that enthusiasm uh, for the education of your kids up. And we're going to keep uh, doing amazing things for your kids. Um, thank you guys for, for tuning in to the eight black hands podcast Greg, before you, I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot to mention something. Sorry. Slap me later, bro. You, you, I, I owe you a drink. Uh, for our patrons, we do have something special. I'll be dropping it in afterwards. Uh, we wrote a book for y'all, and it will be open for everybody at some point. But we're giving you our early access um, just around what it means to be on code and a lot of the questions that you've asked us. We wrote a whole book for you. And so I will, right after this, be dropping uh, the link into our uh, Patreon group. And you all will have it first before we do our traditional marketing and all that good stuff for it. So as a way for us to say thank you, you know, we want to make more products for you. So, Ray, I'm sorry about that. I just wanted to make sure they felt that love uh, directly. I should have said it earlier. Yeah, no worries. No worries. No, no that was perfect. That was perfect. Right. You know, do some, bring something else up right when he's ending, too. That'll I think it adds a little flavor to it. Yeah, not going to do that. Uh, so, <laughs> so wait a minute. I want to say I want to. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the show tonight. We appreciate you rocking with us. We'll catch you next week. I I think it's uh it's 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 Reef show, but since he's been gone for like two months, who knows? Reef, you up next, up, brother. I messed up the rotation. You yeah. are you sound like we sound like we in next in Friday an episode of Friday or something. This is not that type of rotation, people. Hey, good night. <laughs> you know the only one puff puffing and passing right around. Good there, you know what I mean? night. If y'all 